Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. I would sing to you, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. I had like a Christmas song in my head, but I don't really know words to songs. I just know like the melody. And it was like, do, 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 do. So that's kind of the mode that I'm in, but it's also time for me to like do real work, like interview people. So I'm like, I'm torn between listening to Christmas music and doing this interview and all the good stuff. So happy holidays to you. Happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. What a joyous time as we are doing the celebration of trying with friends, which has been absolutely hilarious. The first week with uh, McKenna, Brenna, and Janelle. The second week with professional Sarah Karpinski and Jason Herbaugh. And this week, We have another trio, but two of the three are married. And then there's one. But listen, when you hear their story, you are going to be like, oh, this is how you try. They do competitions, competitions where they rage bets. And I may get this wrong, where they have to tell their mom something or get the mom to send the other one a love note or something silly like that. Come on, who's wait just a bet? They do it around these really crazy races and whoever comes in first has to do the opposite thing. So they're going to tell you their story, but that's the point of trying with friends, right? You have built-in accountability partners. You have camaraderie and just instant people who understand the joy of triathlon and just the joy of racing together. So today I get the awesome, awesome pleasure of bringing, and let me just be clear, they're my friends too. So I get to bring to the Try Beginner's Luck, my friends, Tim Hughes, who we started triathlon together back in 2014. So happy almost 10 10 years to Tim. And then I get to bring um, a couple who I met through the Juneteenth run. Yeah, the Juneteenth run. Laura Polvik and Tatsu Osada. Welcome to the Tribe Beginners Luck podcast. How y'all doing? Good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> doing well. Excited to be here. Always be good to talk to you, Mashanda. <laughs> Oh, Laura, thank you for being so kind as I butchered your name. And uh, it's it's been a long day. My Blame it on my braids. I just got my braids done. So my hair, it's really it's like tight. And so please excuse if I mispronounced your name. Um, but this is good. Uh, I do believe it was Juneteenth of 2020 when I learned about these triathlons challenges that Tatsu and Tim participated in. But it was also because, you know what, this goes a little bit further than Juneteenth. Actually, I remember connecting with you, Laura, for the ride that Michael Shipp and I did. That's right. In 2020. Yeah. That was it wasn't centered around Juneteenth, but it was to help with racial, uh, the racial tensions that were happening. And we was like, let's put on this race. I mean, put on this ride of unity. And we brought together the different triathlon groups and different bike clubs and had black, black bike clubs come all the way down from Philadelphia in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we literally boycotted the streets of Washington, D.C. in unity together. And I think that's when I like met you all. And then it continued with the Juneteenth Marathon. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, just so enamored with them because it wasn't just very friendly. 
But then this whole competition thing between friends. And I was like, who does that? Who actually does these wages and, you know, wages back and forth. But every friend group has their thing that makes them special. And so I would love it if you all would just tell this audience who you are and how you got into triathlon first in the first place. So we'll start with Tim and then come with Lara and Tatsu. Um, sure. Uh, so I'm Tim Hughes. Um, I got into triathlon after first um, running for a few years, um, moved to DC um, in 2012 and was running um, and still running um, with the Pacers uh, social run group. Um, and it was through Pacers where um, from another friend, uh, Dustin Renwick, heard about the Capital Y Tri program. And, you know, he knew I was looking to want to do my first triathlon. Um, and so it was in 2014 um, when I joined um, the Capital Y Tri triathlon team, wanted to have a new challenge, you know, had done some um, marathons, um, halves and some other running races. And it's like, well, let's see, um, what's another challenge I can accomplish here and triathlon seemed like an exciting, um, challenge. Um, and that's where I, you know, Michonne, I met you, um, and some others in our newbie, um, program. Um, so that was my start into the triathlon, uh, scene with the Y tri, uh, community. Okay. Lauren Tatsu. You want to go? You I guess I'll go because yeah. <laughs> I started triathlon first. Um, so I grew up swimming and I ran a little bit of cross country through high school. Uh, and then in grad school, uh, one of my friends that I was swimming and running with pretty regularly decided he wanted to do a triathlon. So I just kind of joined. Um, I don't know, just because I guess. I had to borrow a friend's bike. I didn't even have a bike. Um, I remember I didn't run very much leading up to it, so it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was in grad school in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah and I came to that race um, and, and watched um, and was kind of inspired by um, all the different age ranges of people that were racing. Um, I mean, this was a small race in Buffalo, but it just made me think like, maybe this is something I could try too. I guess I'm easily inspired <laughs> by watching people do hard things. Um, and so after watching Tatsu do his first race, um, I was living in Michigan at the time, um, decided that I wanted to do my first triathlon a year later because I would have to learn how to swim first. <laughs> and so <laughs> kind of went through uh, kind of basic training, uh, learning how to swim, Tatsu taught me how to swim, um, you know, getting a bike and um, did my first race. Um, yeah, a year later in, in 2008. Um, and I would say, you know, we were kind of lightly into triathlon at that time, but definitely when we moved to DC and met other kind of like-minded people who were even more intensely into triathlon, I think we got um, sucked into it deeper and doing longer races and um, meeting Tim and doing competitions with Tim. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, it's been a journey. <laughs> That's all it takes is getting connected with a community that makes you want to get into it more and more. And I think this is the, the impetus as to why I wanted friends to come on together, because when you have a tribe that you try with, it'll make you feel like there's nothing that you can't conquer, right? Like you can do anything. And it's just about being with like-minded people. So I love the fact that when you guys moved to DC, that's when they kind of really took root and you guys went from there. Um, Let's talk about your first races. Like, I want to hear about Tatsu's race in grad school, yours a year later after learning how to swim, and Tim talking about your first, first race in 2014, which I feel like I know what that was. So I definitely want to talk to you about that. But we're going to start in the reverse order this time. So Tatsu, tell us about, um, like, what was it like, your first your first race? Take us through all the, the motions and things of that nature. 
Um, so I didn't train particularly well. So as I said before, I didn't have a bike. So I had to borrow my friend's bike. So definitely. So my first race was an Olympic distance in Buffalo. And I, I definitely did not do any bike rides more than like 15 miles leading up to it. I remember the day of the race, the water was really choppy to the point where if they had the race now, it probably would have been canceled. And, but I, I am a former swimmer. So the swimming was fine. I think I came out of the water in second place. And then after that, I gradually got passed by a bunch of people throughout the race. I, re I also remember I forgot to take my helmet off in T2. And I ran for about 400 meters before I realized someone told me and then I turned around and put the helmet back. Do you remember that? Not really. <laughs> I absolutely love that because we have a helmet head situation. This is the third time that I've heard that someone has forgotten their helmet. The first one was in our first season. Um, Tisa Holly had forgotten her helmet. And then I think it was last week or the week before, was it Sarah Karpinski or Jason? Herba said that they lost, they, they came, they had their helmet on. So that's welcome to the helmet club. <laughs> Hatsu, welcome to the helmet club. All You're right. a true triathlete until it happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it hasn't happened to me. So I guess I'm not a true triathlete. <laughs> or it just makes you a super triathlete. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> a super triathlete. I love it. All right, Laura. Yeah. So I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. <laughs> I feel like I kind of blacked out for parts of the race. <laughs> but the, I do remember um, the swim, uh, largely just because it was such kind of a, a terrifying experience for me. So being a new swimmer, I think I had, you know, definitely nerves about just the swimming part. But then also I have like, grown up with an irrational fear of like things that live in water so like fish and sharks and things like that so it kind of all compiles to like you know create this state of anxiety before a race um and because of I think that anxiety I ended up you know like many people in their first triathlon not being able to catch my breath uh during the swim and did backstroke basically the whole <laughs> swim <laughs> I would like turn around to see make sure I was still on course but um just I was like well this is how I know I can move forward so let me just um just problem solve and figure out how to finish um and then yeah I actually don't remember that much about the bike and run maybe just because the swim was so dramatic um but it proved to me that I could get through it and that you know I could I could finish the race and coming for myself from an not an athletic background it felt like a really big accomplishment um to do that it was a big accomplishment and look <laughs> at what you've done since and um i think it's funny how certain traumatic experiences does put holes in certain parts of our stories and so yeah. i'm glad that because you had such a traumatic first time it didn't prevent you from continuing to try and so I just say thank you for pushing through that because sometimes people can have a traumatic a, a, a traumatic situation and it causes them to completely dismiss the sport and not even want to participate. And so kudos to you for just keep, you know, continuing and pushing past what was uncomfortable. Thanks. Tim, my newbie partner. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Hey. All right. Um, so well, I think first, I think it was our first, both of our first race, the Philly triathlon um, in 2014 with the Y tri team. Um, things I remember most about that. So, you know, one of the reasons why I joined Y tri um, was, you know, for the, the coaching program in general, but particularly that it offered um coach swimming um because I did not have any swimming background at all I knew that was going to be um an area where I would need to focus the most on um it's still my weakest sport um and so for Philly 
I think a lot of the races now have changed where they do kind of the mass swim start and you can place yourself based off on pace. But at that time, um, that's when they grouped you um, into age groups um, and stuff. And so I think I was, you know, in the 25 age group at that time, one of the first waves um, to go off. Um, and I just remember getting smacked by everyone who was much faster. Um, so that was, you know, a little nerve wracking, um, and was very happy once I was out of the water, um, and onto the bike and onto the run, um, you know, where I excelled, um, much better, um, in, um, the bike course in Philly, um, it's challenging. Um, I want to say it was, um, you know, our spin coach, Liz, who always kept reminding us about Lemon Hill. Um, it may have also been Siri, um, both of them, but just like preparing us for the hills for that bike course. Um, and I don't think I knew at the time, like how hard of a hill that was going to be. Um, run course, I had a similar experience like Tatsu. I did not run um, with my helmet on, um, but I did forget uh, to have my um, bib, um, like the race belt with your bib attached uh, for the run portion. Um, and being in like a competitive, like Spare is like, well, I'm not going back to grab it. Um, so hopefully I'm not pulled off for not having this with me. Um, but I think, you know, what was one of the most memorable experiences with that, um, entire race was doing it with the entire, um, Y-Tri team, right? The combination of both the vets, but also the newbies, um, and seeing that 18 week training program, um, you know, come to this culmination and all of us being able to share in that um moment um right in a goal that we've set out to do um and now it happened oh yeah i like to call philadelphia philadelphia because those hills are massive and they are very very challenging to say the least um yeah so i'm wondering how did this group meet because it seems like you guys were in two separate triathlon clubs in the Washington, D.C. area. So what brought you guys together and how did you meet in order to start this competitive? Like, how did this start, this friendship start? So we all met through Pacers um, running. Um, at the time, Pacers has moved, but this was when they were at their P Street location on P Street between um, 14th and 15th street, right across from the whole foods. Um, they had weekly runs on Mondays, um, and Tuesdays and then track workouts, um, on Thursdays. Um, and the time I met Tatsu, it either had to have been, um, late December, 2013, or it was like January, 2014, um it was one of the polar vortex um runs and it was freezing cold and tatsu's up in the front with us um you know just cruising along um and so he was who i met first and then you know eventually met laura um as well anybody want to add anything to that um... <laughs> no that was about it yeah. <laughs> so when did this comp competitive Competition between you all start like I want to hear about the juicy parts because you guys have done several different types of competitions and they've had some really weird and awkward payouts or rewards at the end. So when did that start? I think it was 2017, the year that we did Lake Placid. No, no, it, we, we had one before that. It was New, Jer it was New Jersey was oh, the first wow. one um something call what year we did that probably 2016 2016 2016 yeah 
2016 or 20 it's 2016 or 2015 because um i don't know if it was 2016 laura when we also did um um timberman yes we did timberman in 2016 okay so then yeah it was probably 2016 um for uh new jersey try um as well um I think with like New Jersey try, so like the three of us had already have all had already done some triathlons. Um and a few of our other friends, run friends, were um wanting to do their first triathlon um as well. Um and one of our friends um you know grew up in New Jersey. Um so she wanted to do the New Jersey try, and so all of us um you know decided to join in on that um i think it pro the discussion happened during one of like the wine nights that laura and tatsu were hosting at their apartment um that sounds right <laughs> and you know it became a very late night um there was a bottle of sake that i brought um that you know we didn't open at the time um, and I was like, well, we should drink the sake now. And that's where the first bet um, started to come together um, over a discussion of what's the correct way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> no Thought way. You can explain his disgusting way. So this is America. So it's white bread with grape jelly and smooth peanut butter. Is that how you prefer to make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That is the correct way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and I'm assuming that, Tim, you had a different way you like to make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Much different. Um, I prefer like a whole wheat um, or type of, um, you know, grain bread, um, chunky peanut butter, and then either... Um, strawberry preserves um, or raspberry preserves. Um, and then I like to throw bananas on it as well. So giving it a bit more of a crunch, a bit more of texture, um, that's my go-to. Um, but so for the bet, um, you know, we came up with whoever lost um, the triathlon, the loser had to um eat the other person's version of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich um for a month um and with all of these you know one of our friends got assigned um bet commissioner and so any of these bets had to go through approval for her um and so forth um so that I, was I I also have veto power <laughs> since the results often affect me. <laughs> so wait a minute, let me make sure I get this correct. Okay. So Laura, you are the bet commissioner. No, so I'm not the bet commissioner. That's our friend, Marissa. <laughs> I just get, if, if, if the outcome of the bet involves something that's extremely negative for me, then I get to say, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, ah. So for example, I think one time Tatsu was like, loser has to eat vegan for a month or something. And I mean, we, he, we eat together and I was like, well, that's not really practical in our household. So um, let's not do that. You know, just as an example, not that there's anything wrong with eating vegan. Um, it's just not how we eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to reel yeah. in Tatsu because he has extreme measures of challenges that he likes to right. put you all in. Yeah. Okay. So this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, we're at the <laughs> New Jersey triathlon. You got some friends who are newbies who are trying, and they're probably asking you questions on the course, but you can't even focus on what they're doing because you guys now have this bet that you started over sake one late night in the district of Columbia. And Tatsu, who likes to make his with white bread, grape jelly, 
and smooth peanut butter. But then you got Tim who likes wheat bread, chunky peanut butter, strawberry preserves with bananas, a little bit more elevated peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if you will. Who had to eat what for a month? I had lost. I lost. (laughs) (laughs) I lost um, and ended up having to eat uh, Tatsu's version um, for the month. Um, And I think the other part of that challenge, so there was two parts of that challenge. This got extended a lot. But so I had to eat his version of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a month. And then the other side of that challenge was the loser had to do um, the bring Sally up um, push up challenge. Um, So if you don't know who the artist is, but if you YouTube um, bring Sally up, um push-up challenge it's to the song bring sally up um and it's like okay on the up chorus you're in the up position on the down chorus um you're in the down position and it's like goes for about four minutes or so four to five minutes um the down right it's not just like okay you're going up down like in a consecutive you know consistent motion you're holding that down for a while. And so it really starts to burn. Um, and somehow over more discussions with this bet, um, it came about, well, whoever has to do the Bring Sally Up Challenge, and in this case, it was me, if successful, Tatsu then was going to have to make um, four bowls of ramen Um for me and our two other friends who were also doing their first triathlon. So somehow they figured out how to weave their way into getting um, benefit out of this. Um, And so was successful with the bring Sally up. And somehow, even though I had to um, do the PB and J, I think, Tatsu got the shorter end of this bet and had to make the four bowls of ramen. Yeah, so I won the race, but for some reason I ended up making four meals for like five people. Sounds like that was a win-win to me. Yeah. yeah. And so what has been the extent of the challenges? Because that was the first challenge. And if you can name kind of quickly the different bets and is there a person, does the bet commissioner keep up with the overall tally of, is it Tatsu 10 and Tim 9? Like, is there an overall arching, like, scoreboard where we can know how many bets each of you have won? I think I'm up by one. I don't remember exactly how many. Yeah. But the biggest one was... 2017 Ironman Lake Placid and the loser has to had has to buy the winner one beer a month for the rest of our lives and I lost that one now, so now what I Tim one beer a month for the rest of my life okay so you're buying Tim a beer one month for the rest of your life. What was the bet? Like, did you have to win by a certain amount of time? Like, what was the wager? It was just whoever was just, first. Just whoever was first. Um, right. And the idea, right, behind it was, right, one, the competition and the beer, but it's like, okay, this creates a reason, right, to get together and do something um, right over it and like celebration and stuff. Then both Tatsu and I like um, beer. And so this was a fun way um, to go about it. Um, He has tried to convince me to do double or nothing. 
Um, and I refuse to um, ever do that at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. You're sad. You get a beer a month, <laughs> a beer a month. But if I remember correctly, I, and again, I remember there was something with mothers involved. So that was the most recent. That was our most recent one. Okay. Um, so this was the um, kinetic sprint triathlon um, this year, um, and I got this. I was inspired by this bet um, from a friend, former roommate of mine. Um, it was where I got the idea. Um, so the bet was whoever lost um, that sprint try, um, the loser had to um, buy the other, uh, the winner's mom um, flowers and write a note about how amazing um, their son is um, and stuff. Um, it was supposed to coincide with Mother's Day, but the way um, the kinetic triathlon fell, it fell on Mother's Day weekend. Um, so we ended up extending it also because I was the one who lost the bet. Um, and I, Tatsu's mom speaks, speaks Japanese. So there was going to be a lot more involved um, into this process now, um, putting together the letter. Um, so what was going to be Mother's Day changed to, um, you know, for his for his mom's um, birthday, which September, September 6th, September 5th, September 5th. OK, um, so plenty of time um, now to plan. Um, remember. His mom lives in San Diego um, with his sister. And so there was a lot of coordination going back and forth um, with Tatsu and his sister um, to be on the lookout for the flowers coming um, and the card. Um, and with the card, um, you know, I ended up writing a letter out in English using this translator and then sending it off to Tatsu to review um, before sending it out to his mom. Um, and then, you know, once got his feedback and it came time, started searching around for um, florists in the San Diego area um, who would be willing, um, right, for me to mail a card out to them um, and then include it in the package. Um, the first florist that I reached out to was like, absolutely not, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, the second florist, um, and I'll give them a shout out, Balboa, Balboa Florist. Um, They're like, yeah, we can absolutely do that. Send us a card. Um, we'll take care of everything. Um, and I was like, great, here's the card. This is Miko's phone number, Tatsu's sister. Um, if you need to call, that's the number you call when you deliver. Um, and from what I've heard from Tatsu, it was a, a success. So, yeah. What was your mom's reaction? She was very impressed with both the letter and the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Laura, how do you, as the chief vetoer, <laughs> manage these competitions and do you ever get to get in and on, on them yeah i mean i would have no chance of beating either of these guys and something athletic um normally um just trying to help think of creative ideas for um what the winner could get or what the loser would have to do um try to make sure that you know what they're trying to achieve is realistic um and I, I think sometimes I am a an instigator myself too. So maybe sometimes I encourage them to, <laughs> to have bets for certain activities or I don't know. I think we all kind of egg each other on in some ways. So <laughs> And then more recently this year, you guys all did a rim to rim out in 
Grand Canyon. You talk, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Right. Yeah, Grand Let's Grand talk Grand about Canyon. that because that involved all three of you. Yeah. Yeah. So Tatsu wanted to do um, rim to rim to rim for his 40th birthday, which was this past spring. Um, so that involves going from one rim of the Grand Canyon to the other and then back again. Um, so it's like 45 miles about. Something like that. Um, and like the goal for for some people who want to do this kind of activity is to finish to to run it and do it in a day, um, which is quite difficult because it's about eleven thousand feet of climbing as well. Um, so Tatsu wanted to do it. Of course, Tim wanted to do it too. Then, <laughs> and they got another friend of theirs, Nate, to join them. I think there were a number of us from Pacers, the same run club um, that we still run with, um, that wanted to join, but for um, less extreme challenges. <laughs> and so I was interested in doing rim to rim and got um, a, a number of our other friends to join too. So there ended up being about 20 of us actually who went out um, and and did that uh, di various versions of either rim to rim or rim to rim to rim um it was amazing the grand canyon is beautiful <laughs> that now was there a competition with the rim to rim to rim for those who did the rim to rim to rim or was just get in how you fit in finish within the day yeah no competition um for this one this one was just like you know um finish it you know challenge um, something new to experience. Um, I think for both of us, this was our longest run. Tatsu, yeah. it was. Yeah. Also my first time in the Grand Canyon too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really like this one was more of a focus of like, <laughs> you know, kind of big bucket list item, um, spectacular views and just to see like, you know, what are what are we capable of and what's another challenge um we can focus on um and push our limits so how long did it take you guys to go from rim to rim to rim i think it was like 14 hours yeah. okay something like that yeah like little time and then laura you did rim to rim yeah. i love it so everyone got in their challenge you did the rim to rim we are moving and shaking. We are the competitors for life. I see, I feel like this is not going to end anytime soon. It's just going to keep getting better and better and different depending on the age that, wait, there's a big, there's a nice little age gap in between you and Tim, right, Tatsu? Exactly. Almost exactly five years. Yeah. Oh. So we actually almost, there's like a one month window we could race in the same age group, but it's very... Well, unlikely that we ever will yeah <laughs> we've actually been talking uh recently about tim's 40th birthday and how he wants to run a hundred miler for his 40th so i i found a race that i want us all to do out in cape town south africa for it we'll see if it happens but yeah okay a hundred <laughs> miles for your 40th i love this group keep me posted <laughs> if you need someone to sherpa you i signed up for sherpa duties. okay so what is it about triathlon that just keeps you coming back? Because what I hear is that you do other activities in between. And I know a lot of people, especially after the pandemic, found it really hard to find joy again in triathlon and really get back into sport. And so what has been that difference maker for you all to get back into sport and still continue to try yeah I mean I think for me like a couple things having having an existing community in DC um really helps you know with the su support we have for each other so we're all on um besides Tim being on Y try we're all all on district multi-sport which is another triathlon team in DC and I think just being a part of that and not only encouraging others, but, you know, gaining that, um, motivation, seeing, seeing your friends kind of get back at it, um, I think really helps. I also really enjoy, uh, the training for triathlon, like the, 
doing multiple dis- disciplines and just so my body doesn't feel like it's breaking down all the time. So I think if I'm doing the training, then eventually I'm like, well, I should probably do a race, right? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> um, generally, I like all three sports individually. So I swim with the Masters team and I really enjoy that. I run with pacers. I really enjoy that. For biking, I, I'm on like a virtual bike racing team and I really enjoy doing that. And I think because I just really enjoy working out in general, uh, it ends up being that like I still do marathons, like running races, like bike races. I don't do swimming races, I guess, really. Um, but because I'm doing all three sports and I'm racing in, in all three of them to some extent, I think it's just natural that I end up doing triathlon as well. Yeah, yeah for me, um, the past few years have really more so focused um, back in on running um, with that just being my strongest um, sport and wanting to see how much more I can push there. Um, but I think even with the tries and, you know, doing the try earlier this year at Kinetic, um, you know, I like the training, um, aspect and putting in the work, um, right. And seeing those improvements, um, you know, both for myself, but then through pacers through and why try, um, right. I also, um, lead runs. Um, and it's great to see those who are, you know, new to running, new to triathlon, um, right. Seeing what they are capable of coaching them through, um, the training programs, um, right. And then them reaching their, um, right. 18th week, um, whether like for our wide try program, right and seeing them cross the finish line at Kinetic or seeing them cross the finish line um, at Jamestown um, this year, right? And hearing those stories of it wasn't something they thought they'd be capable of doing and now, right, here they are. Um, so that's the other you know, thing that really just continues to bring me um, to the community is it's something I'm passionate about and love sharing with others. Um, and right? Love particularly those who are new to it, um, you know, getting into it and being able to accomplish those goals that they've set out. That's good stuff. Tatsu, this one's for you. So you're on a virtual team for cycling you're on a master swim club and you run with pacers and you have probably a pretty demanding full-time job. How do you, and Laura's shaking her head like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do you manage all that? That's it. That's my question. How do you manage all that? Um, I don't find it particularly difficult mainly because I just enjoy doing those things so much uh, I think if I wasn't enjoying it I think it would be difficult to manage because it does require me to like most weekdays I wake up at 4 30 so I can get my workout in in the morning and then I oftentimes will also do another workout in the evening and then like on the weekends if I'm training for something long it is like sometimes a pretty long day like you would know you trained for an Ironman so you know you know what it entails um but I think because I like doing it so much that it's not it doesn't feel like a chore mm, that's good because that 4 30 wake up call in the morning <laughs> every day just because I enjoy the sport I don't know if I'm dedicated you know but you know to each his own but that's just me that's why I'm here interviewing the good people like y'all because I'm like 4 30 anyway there are times when I do get to wake up that early, but it's I'm kicking and screaming and fighting. Um, Laura, for you, you you're saying, hey, I can never compete with these two. So what for you brings you joy? Like, I know you like the training, but there has to be something else that brings you to sport or not. 
maybe you're taking a break. Maybe you're just like, hey, I'm cool. And like, what is it for you with the training? Because I'm sure you don't wake up at 4.30 with Tatsu to go train. So what is it like for you in that dynamic? Yeah, I find um, lately I've been motivated by like training with friends. So like the community aspect of sport um, and embracing with them getting friends to do new things. Um, so like with this training for the Grand Canyon, I got to bring some people to some of my favorite spots for like mountain running and hiking out in Shenandoah. So it was, it was really satisfying to see them um, experience a place that I love um, going on my own and having kind of friends to do that too. Um, and then I'm also motivated, I think just being in beautiful places. So I mean, we're lucky that we live near Rock Creek Park, but I also uh, like to, as much as I can, go out in mountains and kind of experience nature in a way that we don't get in the city as often. Um, and I think also doing races out, like doing trail races out in in the mountains, it's more of a sense of like you're battling against the mountain or like <laughs> trying to um yeah to overcome the terrain more than that you're racing the other people and there's something I think that's um really gratifying to me um in those situations so it becomes less about like your time or the competition and more about like the experience that you're having that's why you my girl you like <laughs> to introduce people to new stuff and sport that's my girl y'all I mean that's my girl <laughs> like I appreciate that right because Sometimes people just don't know and they're, and I get like this sometimes, I get a little uneasy when trying new things in the woods because that's not yeah. familiar to me. And so to have those invitations to come out and explore in the woods and get your friends to ex you know, experience trail running, it opens up a different pathway for people that they never would have known they would have enjoyed. And so I love the fact that you love, you know, just bringing your friends along, getting them to try new things. That is awesome. And I'm here for it, for them to hashtag try beginner's luck. <laughs> love it. Now, Tim. Uh, oh. I, I just want to add a couple of comments to what they both said. One, you know, because I see Tatsu's workouts posted on Strava in the morning. Um, and it is admiring to see his dedication to getting those workouts in at the time that he does. Um, you know, both Laura and I, like when we were training for Ironman Lake uh, Placid, um, we were swim partners, right? Accountability buddies. And there would be moments right in the morning, like five o'clock would roll around. We'd text each other, like, it's cold outside. I don't feel like swimming. And you're like, let's go back to bed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> y'all are my type of friends. It's like clockwork. Like it's going to be on Strava that day. <laughs> I just followed you, Tatsu, because I just want to be encouraged. Not say I will do it, but I just like to be encouraged. So sometimes you just have to have the vision in front of you. Like, oh, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, he got all that done before 6 a.m. I love it. But Tim, what I was going to reach out to you about is that I heard when you were mentioning earlier that you like to coach and that you're giving back to sport. And that's what gets you, you know, that's what, keeps you drawn into sport. But my question for you is kind of like Tatsu, like you still have to wake up pretty early to coach athletes in running. So what is that like for you? Because you focusing now on running, that's your primary thing that you've been focusing on and seeing how good you can get. How does that impact your own running? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I work with a coach um, for my own personal running. So Katie Kellner with uh, forward focus running, um, you know, and so she knows that I um, do the coaching with why try, you know, that I do these runs um, with pacers as well. Um, so to the extent I can, um, I weave those runs, right? The runs with pacers, the runs when Y try season is happening, um, weaving those into, um, 
you know, my training program, like my training um, blocks and stuff. Um, and so it's like the Monday runs and things like that with pacers, right? That's kind of a more of a social, easy run. So that's knocks out like the easy runs that I usually have scheduled to do on Mondays um, and things as well. Kind of the same um, thing with the uh, Y try runs and stuff. Um, because I have a few, like once I start getting into, um, you know, build and peak training, um, there are times where I'm doing two runs a day and stuff. Um, so it's really just kind of fitting that all into, um, right, my program um, and stuff. And I think it's Satatsu's point earlier too, right? It's like, it's can be challenging, but it's also like, you know, I may well make it work because I enjoy doing it. And I make that part of my social activities um, as well. And so, right, those are where my friends are um, and things. So, you know, it's a way for me to um, engage with community as well and get that connection while still putting my training in. Love it. I love it. Y'all, I love the fact that you guys challenge each other to try. That is pretty cool. And if there's others out there who you you and your friends have different challenges as you try, let me know right into us because uh, I would love to feature you guys too. I think it's so important to hear how various people do things because it, it can inspire us to challenge our own friends with different challenges. Like I would never eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a whole month. I don't care what kind of bed it is, right? But perhaps... I might write someone's mom a letter to let them know how awesome their child is and send flowers for their birthday or mother's day. And so I think no matter what it is, it's just to incorporate fun and sport and you guys seem to do it so well. And I hope that someone is encouraged by your stories and perhaps we will hear about some of these challenges that people are doing as they're racing, because I think it also is motivating you in races and Ironman distance race is not an easy feat. But to challenge it on top of that, you can't even do what you, what Tatsu, for instance, is mentally going through, knowing that he's saying maybe two minutes behind Tim, trying to catch Tim on those hills, you know, rolling hills, you know, coming through to the finish line, you know, just to, or going around the lake again. Like what is going through your mind? I don't know, but I know that definitely adds to the intensity of the moment. And yet to the memory. And I believe that trying is all about creating memories, especially with those that you enjoy the most. And so I'm glad that you guys have a little try family that challenges and encourages. And I hope you guys keep us posted on some of the things that you're doing. So thank you so much for being here. And now we get to get to some cool, fun questions. Rapid fire. Let's go. All right. Rapid fire. It's quick it's easy mm, quick answers tim quick answers tim that's for tim everybody <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay um at the end of a race beer wine water or soda beer beer <laughs> <laughs> Say water first, then beer. <laughs> beer. It's funny how Tasu and Tim were like, beer. Okay, <laughs> well, we know this is the beer crowd and sake. Beer and sake crowd. If you couldn't do triathlon tomorrow, what would you do? Bike. Running. Yeah, trail running. Trail, all right. <clears throat> While you're in a race and you just happen to glance over at the, what's all right, Mishonda, start over. What is the your favorite or best sign that you've seen while on the course? So when we did Ironman Lake Placid, our friends made like all of these signs for us that were incredible. Mine was of me when I was dressed up as an Oompa Loompa from Halloween. <laughs> 
Um, I don't remember what year it was. Me and to them, it was just huge blown up. Yeah, they were blow ups of our heads. Heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they were head blow ups, and then there was also for me um, a Captain Hook uh, cheer sign. Yeah. And I think someone made a Tina Fey poster for me too with that was eating pizza. I don't even remember the connection, but I liked it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Favorite motivational quote or mantra? Yes, keep swimming. <laughs> yeah, I for me it's like kind of simple. I did this for my first Ironman, just wrote on my hand, be brave. Like, just like, don't let the fear stop you from doing, you know, what you want to be doing. And so with like kind of a scary bike course with fast descents, I just, I wanted to embrace that, like, be brave. <laughs> yeah, mine's, um, it's more connected to running, but I can put it with the triathlon as well. Um I like um, run smart, run hard, uh, run with heart. Okay. I like it. I dig it. Swim in a wetsuit or without? With. With. Wetsuit. Everybody's with. Okay. Okay. Favorite distance? Half Iron Man, probably for me. I think Olympic for me. I would say Olympic as well. Um, if it involves a bet with Tatsu, then it has to be more towards the half or Ironman distance. Ah, because that's what I you need. Win. The, I need the longer uh, courses. Okay. Okay. Favorite place to bike? West Virginia Raw Talent Ranch. Yeah, yeah, same. Around here, West Virginia, but I mean, I haven't been to Europe for cycling yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make that a trip. Yeah. yeah. We also did some mountain biking in Flagstaff, Arizona this past summer, and that was pretty yeah, incredible. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Paper week, love it or hate it? What was that? Paper week, love it or hate it? Paper. Love it. Paper. I love it. Eh, not my favorite. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. And finally, pee on the bike or get off and take a proper pee break? For an Ironman, I've always peed on the bike, but not for X try. I got it from pee properly. Yeah. I've tried to do it and I haven't been successful. So I end up getting off the bike and taking it. Yeah. yeah, I've done both. Um, I definitely would prefer to just use port of potty though. <laughs> By comparison, I took all the pit stops for Lake Placid, Tatsu peed on the bike, and I won. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you learn, right? Is that like you can take the minute to just, get off go get back going I don't know yeah <laughs> you know what I never thought about asking someone who does get off and get back on maybe that's like also helping to clear the lactic acid and yeah. To yeah. Yeah. give you an opportunity to stretch and you know get back on the bike and do your yeah. thing but it's just a funny <laughs> question so I love how people it makes people squirm and get uncomfortable <laughs> like oh my gosh pee on the bike what <laughs> But I'm, of course, sure you guys all pee in your wetsuit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how you warm up. Yeah. So let me tell you, I do not like peeing in my wetsuit. And it's so weird because I'm like peeing on the bike. Okay, fine. But wetsuit, I'll be like, because that's you got to take back in your house anyway. Well, that water is cold. Sometimes the water is cold. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. I hope that you have a really happy holidays and those of you who are listening, happy holidays to you. Do something fun with your family, your loved ones. And just remember, no matter what, whenever you try beginner's luck, you truly always win. And I hope that you find something that you love throughout this holiday season that will bring you hope, bring you joy, 
and will want to do things with friends because we are not meant to do life alone. So have a wonderful holiday and we'll see you soon. I'm Mashonda and we're out. Peace. Bye everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.